Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Body Life, and this is a series of uh, of of almost behavior plus intention when really it comes to dealing with one another in the body of our church here. So I am Rob, and as always, we are here with uh, the 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 man that that <laughs> keeps the the whole thing glued together. Jeff, good morning. Oh man, don't oversell it. If this thing depends <laughs> on me, we're all in trouble. But good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm ready for the weekend. I know this drops on Tuesday, but you and I will have spent the weekend with 40 plus men up in the mountains at a men's retreat, and I'm looking forward to it. So here's this is what's interesting about uh, the process, right? So like, I will spend a couple days after the men's retreat to kind uh-huh. of put together some media stuff, but you sure. have spent the entire week before just preparing for the yeah. messages that will be kind of given on that weekend, which is a lot of work, it seems. Well, I can tell you this, and I would never say this if I thought people were going to hear it ahead of time. But now that when this drops, it'll all be said and done. <laughs> I've got over 50 pages worth of notes for stuff for the weekend. That's yeah, man, it's been a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. You know, maybe because I'm not a, a teacher, uh, I, I can't even, I can't even imagine 50 notes of anything yeah it's a small thesis statement right (laughs) you know anyways let's get right right into it um so we're going over the one another's of the bible right yep and uh and this next one we're going to take on comes out of john 13 verses 34 and 35 and so i'm just going to read it right now and then we could we could start kind of responding from there Uh, john 13 34 and 35 34 starts with the new commandment i give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. Verse 35, by this, all people will know you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Yeah. It's pr- pretty, pretty, um, pretty umbrella kind of talk here. Sure. It seems like, right? Love. What does it mean to love? And we'll, we'll, we'll unwrap all that. It can feel super that, generic. Right? Yeah. It feels feel generic is a good word. It yeah. feels generic in a lot of ways, but one of the things jumped out at me is this, that it's not new that we're supposed to love each other. Okay. But this verse, this path, the 34 starts off with a new commandment. Okay. So it's like, well, wait a minute. Has this never been said before? <laughs> right. So Jesus is, is wrapping up his three years of vocational ministry. It is the night before the cross. Uh, he's headed towards the cross and he says a new commandment I give to you. Right. We, and you're right. Like, well, wait a minute. Haven't we supposed to been loving each other all along? And if we go back to the Old Testament, just a, a generic, easy, simple kind of overview. Uh, we know that the Old Testament is loaded with things to do and not do. But the basics come in Exodus 20 when God gives the Ten Commandments to Moses. Right now, this is uh, 10 things that will kind of that Jesus actually during his ministry sums up with love God, love one another. Right. So the first four about loving God, the you know, five through 10, the last six are about loving one another. Don't steal, you know, don't murder, <laughs> things like that. It's, it's, it's simple, right? This is how you're to live. But Jesus picks up the pace, and, and as with all these one another passages that we're looking at, these are things that are specific to how the church is to live with, engage with, treat, one another and so love one another as i have loved you so it's not enough to say hey i haven't lied to you today or stolen from you or coveted your stuff right 
He's saying, love one another as I have loved you. Now, he's about to go to the cross and give his life for the very disciples that can hear him, plus clearly us, right? And so he begins to portray love as this sacrificial, love one another deeper, not just do the right things, don't do the wrong things, but now give yourselves for one another. Yeah. What's very interesting to me is is when... I guess the relationship between action and intention. Okay. That that really jumps out to me a lot, especially through the way you explained it through like Old Testament is, hey, this, 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 this. Sure. Actions. Right? But yeah, yeah. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Do this. Do, that kind of thing. But if 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 that alone did it, um, one, first of all, we wouldn't need Jesus, right? But second of all... Uh, uh, if that alone did it, it would show us that our actions will lead us to love in our heart, right? Yep. But we also know that isn't necessarily true. Right. So then I would go to say, but then like if you listen to any success business coach, any, you've, we've all heard the term fake it till you make it, sure. right? So what that implies is that no, no, you do these disciplines you do these actions and eventually right. your psychology will be there. And, and now what would be the, that's great. What is the action that is being given to us right now? Well, in this case, it's a, uh, it's, it would be to love one another, right? Uh, gen yeah. Generically. How do we get there? All right. So how do we get there? In my opinion is uh, many, many layers, right? Okay. So we're, we're now talking about the understanding of, of action and intention and how intention and action, they always need to be hand in hand aligned if or aligned. Yeah. If we are to be uh, righteous in, in what we're doing. Right. So physical alone won't do right. it. Intention alone won't do it either, but at least if your intention is right, even when your action is wrong, your intention is right. You're right? starting somewhere. So, yeah. so the intention in this, in this relationship of intention and action, I would say intention is more important. Okay. Uh, because your action is often a byproduct of your intention. And I think that through the old Testament, um, probably, and this is me speaking out of opinion, not anything else, but, but probably what would, what would happen is we would find that, that people still hate each other even when they follow the Ten Commandments. Mm, that could be. Right? I mean... You know, there's an... It's, um, it's funny you said this. I got to scroll down on my notes. I, I wrote this down, didn't think we'd get to it. Um, in Titus, Paul's writing to the church in Crete, being led by a disciple of his named Titus. And he says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, and hating one another. It's funny you say that because Paul recognizes that in his past, and the and when he says in 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 our past, he's not just saying like you and me living today, but like our our heritage, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Hey, we haven't always loved one another very well, and and I think the the Old Testament commands were to be lived out in relationship with God and one another. They weren't done that way necessarily, but that was the intention. Again, when yep. God gave it, the only real way to fulfill it would be in community. And so Jesus is now clarifying that. He's adding to that as he begins the new biblical community called the church, right? Not just a nation that's going to get us to Jesus, but now a church that's going to spend time pointing to Jesus or pointing out Jesus' 
or living like Jesus in front or on display before the world, right? That the church should live in such a way that we would see Jesus. And so Jesus says, love one another as I have loved you. He doubles down two chapters after what you read. Uh, John 15, 12 and 13 says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. So Jesus is taking and moving beyond the head. How do I not, and I'm going to use a word that's not a real, I'm not going to say it in a real way, but like, how do I not unlove you? But how do I love you? Like, how do I act on it? Not just do things that would mess it up, but how do I live a life of love? And Jesus is saying, I modeled this. Now, I think Jesus gives us a key, though, too. Uh, In the chapter in between, they happen to all kind of flow uh, next to each other. But Jesus also says this, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Now, we tend to hear that today, like, if you love me, here's what you're to go do. That's not what he says, though. Right. He says, if you love me, you will, right? Like, if you love me, the natural byproduct of loving me is keeping what I've called you to do. And so he aligns actions and and intentions by loving Jesus. Yeah. Ultimately, that's totally it. Uh, Just to back up for a second, I also think that um, along that, along that timeline of from Adam and Eve basically to now that the the further along we get generationally, the more sin is entered into the world, the more imperfection is implemented into the world and to our own lives. So what may have been handled through acting out with our art, with our hearts no longer is that by the time Jesus is around in every case. Right? Sure, it's not so, better; it's worse. So right? Like if if let's say uh, we live in the in the days of Moses and the Ten Commandments, and and those actions may have very well led people to the proper intentions, but the further removed from that, the more sin, and the more imper- imperfection is entered mm. into our being. Therefore, it needs to be kind of okay, okay, okay. Let me reiterate, guys. Let me <laughs> let me kind of take this to the next level because you guys aren't getting it anymore. Right. 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 And uh, and again, that's based on opinion, not based on I hear anything I, I see in the Bible. But as those as those um, as we are now getting to the point where we have to love like Jesus loved, we have to understand that it isn't based on action at all. It's merely. Action is merely a byproduct based on love. Yeah, exactly right. right. And you you love others best or can learn to love others by loving Jesus. I forget, I was at a, um, I was speaking somewhere and uh, the church is often, in the the New Testament, is often called the Bride of Christ, right? Well, if if you want to be the Bride of Christ, I said, you've got to love his children. Like you've got to love, and and it's a mix of metaphors because... God is father, we're his children. Jesus is the, you know, the bridegroom, bride is the church. But like in order to truly love Jesus, I I use like a a mixed marriage where, uh, meaning mixed with kids, like if you marry somebody who's already got kids. Well, if you're going to marry someone who has children, you can't just love the person, you've got to love the kids they bring with them. Right. Right. And that's part of the church, that when you enter into the church, you can't just take Jesus by himself, you're taking the church, which is flawed and, and broken and imperfect and 
always going to be right. So following that chain, that, that analogy and, and, and the way that works now is this. So like if I fall in love and marry somebody that has kids, I don't fall in love and marry the kids. I fall in love and marry the person. Sure. And a byproduct of that is my love growing for those kids. Yeah. When I, when I come into relationship with Jesus, I don't fall in love with the church as I fell in love with Jesus mm. only through my relationship with Jesus, a byproduct is I fall in love with the church. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's a progression that happens. And, and this is also why we can't save ourselves, but it's a progression that happens uh, without anything we can do about it. Yeah. It's, I, it's a natural outcome, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's built in love Jesus and it transforms your life. Right. So we're back at this thing where Jesus says, a new commandment I give to you. You're like, wait a minute. We're supposed to be loving all along. God is love. We're supposed to be loving all those kind of things we've learned. And I know God is not only love. He's a lot of things. But because God is loving, we are taught that we are to be loving. Just like God says, I am holy. You be holy. Right? Okay. So a new commandment. The new commandment piece is that we would be sacrificially loving. That we would take it to the next level. And in this... This new metric, this new measurement that Jesus says, by this, all people will know that you're my disciples. And so Jesus could have chosen anything. Hey, how faithful you are to go to church or how much you give or how little you lie or anything. But he says your love for one another will be the way that people will know that you're mine. And I think what you were just saying, like falling in love with Jesus causes a love for the church. And People probably mix this up. They probably, maybe, I'm assuming, people people, fall in love with the church first and miss the point. uh, That's very true. And I also think that the way that that we think, um, people always mix this up because they, we always define somehow, even even when you said it earlier, um, we're to love sacrificially, right? So that means there's a call to action. Sure. in, In that term. Yeah. But I would say that adding sacrificially is only added so we as people can wrap our heads around it. Because the the progression is if we love Jesus by default, we will love the church and we will love the body and we will love his children. Right. Yeah. But we are not. But we don't even have to take it to that point. If we love Jesus that's where it should end, right? Yeah. That's where it should end. The rest happens without anything. We can't, we can't stop it. We can, if we're loving Jesus, Truly. the rest happens, right? Yeah. So when we, when we get to the point where we start trying to figure out and define love, that's where um, the potential to go wrong is, right? So that's where, okay, well, what does it mean to love, right? That's the question. What does it mean to love? So, we answer it well. Well, it means this, and we could do that, and and this and that. Yeah. And I would say no, avoid that challenge, right? Avoid that question. You, let me and, ask you a question: Are you saying that because it puts limitations on it? I'm saying that because it puts action in front of intention. Okay, that's why I'm saying it. So I'm if, saying that to truly love other people, we must love Jesus. Okay, and in loving Jesus, we will love other people. So how would we, whether, let's say, so you and I are a part of the same church, maybe one of us is not being very loving to other people, uh, or maybe one of us thinks we are, and we're going to have that conversation. 
So I agree that the solution is falling in love with Jesus more. That, that has the natural outcome. But how would we then gauge our love for one another without kind of some definition? How, so, would, how would we do that? So um, we would only speaking like um, so separating basically the, the spiritual from the physical mm -hmm. is impossible for us. Sure. Because we're people. And we're limited right now and we have all you know we have our we have our confinements that we live in and one of those is the bipark what i would what i would challenge you is to change the narrative so it's not like okay what can you do you're not very loving what could you do or what can we do to get you to be loving yeah i wouldn't do that right and, be I mean, i'm being yeah, very right. black and white right but right so it wouldn't be like we wouldn't challenge each other on on action we would back up and give a check to where your relationship with Jesus is. So exactly, that's that's kind of where I would go with that conversation is, okay, if I see something unloving in you, Rob Spencer, right? I I see you acting in a way that is not loving to the rest of the church. And, and side note, if you're listening, these podcast passages, the one another's, are particular to loving one another inside your local church. Right. Or right. forgiving one another, bearing with one another, or whatever, living in harmony with one another inside the local church. So we're we're gauging or measuring ourselves as we relate to the to the those inside our local church. And if it's not coming out, then we would I would probably back up and say, listen, here's what I see. The hole in your game is probably not loving Jesus, right? But the outcome is over here. Hey, you're not building relationship with the rest of the family, right? And so we can see it lived out. But as long as when we, we deal with it, I think, what, I think what I'm hearing you say is, even though we see physical measurements, really it's indicative of a spiritual problem. Right. Yeah, and our, our spiritual problem is loving Jesus more. And you know, this is actually something that really, um, you know, we really kind of... Most of us, as we uh, develop a relationship with Christ, we kind of get it. But honestly, this is this is something. This way of thinking was really ingrained. Honestly, I almost hate to say this, dude. Through <laughs> here we go. Since I've been here, because you constantly say the same thing in different contexts, and I think one of the great examples. I was joking, but I hate to say it because I'm, my point is it's coming from you. Right, I got a lot. you. I got but, you. I heard it. But but the. Uh, <laughs> The uh, you said something a few weeks ago. I wasn't at the wedding, but believe it or not, I've heard three, probably three, four people repeat it. Oh, yeah. And it was a it's a way of saying something that you always say. It was just in the context of that wedding and and sobriety. I think. Do you remember? Yeah, it? I do. I said so. Uh, I said so. Uh, it was uh, the folks that were getting married. Both of them were connected to recovery, sobriety, um, clean and sober for quite some time, and. I said, staying sober won't keep you in Jesus, but staying in Jesus will keep you sober. And, and I said that in, the, in the wedding. Yeah. It's the same thing with loving one another. Yeah, staying in Christ will loving, cause you. Loving one another won't keep you in Jesus. That's true. But staying in Jesus will keep you loving one another. Let me, yeah, that's really good. And so, hey, good way to take what I said. And Don't say it's really good. It. That was really you good. said man. it. <laughs> <laughs> so here's what I want to say. There's a, there's a conversation I was having, and it, uh, it's odd, but it was with freshmen this morning in uh, the Old Testament class I teach. And we were talking about Israel. So I have to put everything in modern day terms 
to make sense, right? They can't go back 4,000 years in their brains. They're still learning about that. And we're talking about America being built on Judeo-Christian principles, right? That we were founded on biblical concepts. Um, but there is a mistake today to think that if we legislate the right things, that we will become a godly nation and, and become a, a Christian nation again. Some say would, would not say again. They for, would, the okay, time. for the first time. <laughs> some would say that. I'm not debating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I would say is if you change the rules on abortion or if you change the rules on how we treat one another based on skin color, if you change the rules, if you legislate who can and cannot get married based on what you find biblical principles to be, all those things, none of those will make us a Christian nation. They will make us, you know, maybe we're putting pluses and minuses in the right column, but they don't make us any closer to God. And I think that was earlier back when we were with the Ten Commandments. Now, it was built on following God, the first four loving God, the other six loving one another. But you can do the right things, so actions, right? You can do the right things, avoid the wrong things, and not love Jesus at all, right? So you can be kind and forgiving and live in peace and do all these things, be loving to one another. But if you don't love Jesus, you've missed it all. Yep. And so for us as the church, it begins and ends, like you said, in the gospel, in us being transformed into Christ-likeness by loving Jesus. Right. The natural outcome of that will be loving one another. That I will say I didn't know you or say we were super different. That I will learn to love you by loving Jesus. That's it. And you know what I also really love is that when it comes to any relationship, whether it be a friend, whether it be a wife, whether it be a body, a church body, sure. whether it be a sports team, whether it be anything, the way that I can best uh, provide who I am in a loving way, righteously, is to always focus on me and my relationship with Jesus. Yeah. So if my number one focus is me and my relationship with Jesus, I'm a better husband. I was thinking of a practical application. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up my part with this. You can close this up. But uh, I was thinking about, okay, so if I'm not very loving to other people, if I'm not acting in such a way, if the flaw is, we're going to assume the flaw is me and, and I'm not loving Jesus well, but say in my heart, I'm like, okay, I do love Jesus. I'm just not living it out very well. What, what needs to change? And I was thinking about my prep work for uh, this weekend for the retreat that's coming up. When somebody hears this, it'll just happen. But I went down a couple different roads. I picked a couple different passages that didn't work out. And so I ditched them, went back, did something else. So my first effort didn't work on everything. And so hopefully that what turns out is good. But one passage I was reading through is the mixing of Jew Gentile in the church. And it just as Paul is advocating that all people come to faith through Christ to become one body, one baptism, one hope, one gospel, he's laying this out. And it is in a highly, like, not necessarily racist, but ethnically divided culture. There was definitely racism in there, but it was division. Like, you're not one. And he's saying, no, 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 you're one, right? And so if I was struggling to love other people, and I was to say, okay, I love Jesus, but it's not coming out well. Where would I, where would I start? And I would, I would say this, the more time people spend in Scripture, there's going to be a few things that come out of it. One... I'm going to see how flawed I am. And once I recognize how flawed I am, it's easy to tolerate the flaws in others a little better, right? Especially, 
I recognized how much Jesus forgives me for my flaws, then I, I should be forgiving or whatever. Uh, but also recognizing how, how, you, how similar we all are. And just reading those words of Paul to the church of integrating these very different people out of their love for Jesus and their transformation in the gospel that scripture really brings me closer to others by some some self-awareness but by drawing me in through Christ to others and so I'd say man step one get in scripture pray if you're having a hard time loving people pray for them pray for yourself whatever but I just really did see that in scripture this week as I was preparing I saw how scripture changes your hearts towards other people your heart towards other people yep and, and interestingly enough um, there's a few areas but religion or uh quote-unquote religion or a relationship with God is one of those things that always look when people when people love anything what do they do they really just go in the deep end they, devote they themselves. surround themselves yeah. with things about but we don't do that with God somehow somehow this is like some magic it, it doesn't work that way so we need to do all that stuff right so but I would go even so far as to say if we are commanded to love one another yeah. as Christ loved the church right and what that means is at that right there is the model for yeah. us of loving. So we need to now throw ourselves in a relationship, understanding that love grows through effort and time sure. and all of that thing. Um, who you may be today will not be who you are tomorrow if you're loving Jesus. Yeah, I, I lied. I'm going to say something else. Okay, so you made <laughs> me think of like the off-road community. Right. And, and if I compare or martial arts community, both things you and I have shared, yep. um, people will say, hey, you know, I'm, I, I don't connect with people in my church because they're different than me or whatever they say. But then you get into off roading or you get into martial arts and you go to the you go to the, you know, the martial arts studio, you go to the dojo, whatever, or you start hanging out at a Jeep meet and you do this and people are so different and so diverse and politically diverse and ethnically diverse and, and uh, you know, religiously diverse, whatever they are. But you have a shared common thing, off-roading, martial arts, whatever it might be. And yet we don't do that with a church. Like when we walk in the door, the number one thing in my life is Jesus. You know, the number one thing in your life is Jesus. So we have our most important common thing. We have it in common with one another. Shouldn't that overcome things even more than our desire for off-roading or martial arts or something else? Absolutely. Yep. And with that, we're going to wrap up here. So if you guys could do us a favor and give us a like and a share and follow along on all the social media platforms. Um, it's pretty much Gen Family Church. On, church. All right, what's that? GenFamily.Church. Well, that's, that's the website. But our Instagram, oh, or all right. the other stuff, it's pretty much Gen Family Church. Yep. Um, you can find everywhere. Uh, that would be great, guys. And stay tuned because... We are actually going to break down what Jeff just said a little bit deeper in the next podcast.